action. Action. And we're That's here. what we are. Dude, it's a nonstop action romp here at the Waystation Podcast. Yes. Your one-stop shop for... <laughs> you forgot already? <laughs> you just read it to me. I know, but then we you're... changed it again. Uh, uh, your one-stop for life, life hacks, hacks social, social commentary, commentary, and crazy stories. And crazy stories. And amazing, With your morning. and amazing stories. Yes. And ama- amazing or crazy? Amazing. Amazing stories. Crazy is too crazy. Try too hard. <laughs> it's too crazy. Ama- but amazing I can live with. Okay. So I- I'll write that down. <laughs> <laughs> the way station. One stop uh, shop for life hacks, social commentary, and amazing stories. I'm one of your hosts, Randy. And I am William. And uh, we're coming to you live from a brand new laptop. I, uh, my, I, I started a new job, as you have heard. And uh, I got my new gear, as you have not heard. And my new gear is the new uh, Mac MacBook that comes with uh, the M1 chip. The M1 chip, and uh, you're like, why would I care about chips? Because I'm a human person who doesn't care about tech. That's fine. But all I have to say is, the MacBooks have re-engineered how they do their guts, and they're so so much faster. <laughs> it's unbelievable. <laughs> They're so fast. <laughs> Randy called me the other day. And he's like, I'm going to load CNN.com. Ready? And I'm going to count. One. Wait, it's loaded. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally how fast it goes. It's really bizarre. But it's cool. Um, so I really like it. It's just a little fast little uh, little thing. The only thing is I was kind of worried because I got a small one again. Because those are the only ones that have the new chip instead of the big ones, which I had before. And I kind of started to like the big one because it's got a big, beautiful screen and whatever else. So I thought I was going to miss it. But uh, it turns out that the speed, the speed makes up the for it. The speed makes up and for it. The, so then now I can enjoy carrying around this tiny, light laptop. And it's great. Laptops are always like that. You know, it's, like, it's one of those weird things, right? You, you, it needs to be portable, but you also want a bigger screen. Yeah. And when you do a bigger screen, it makes it less portable. It does. It, may just, it just gets heavy. Like... And then Max, like, we want it to be a fancy enclosure. So it's Max is that's all made of aluminum, which is gloriously beautiful. Why do the but British it's say what but it's the, heavy? What do the British say aluminium? Um, I think they actually spell it that way, too. Wait, they spell it different? I think they do. Like yeah. I wouldn't know that. You know that, right? I think so. Um, but it's worth checking. You well, you have to check because but I would why probably do we, even look at it. Why do we say board. nuclear? I don't. I said nuclear. You just said it wrong. I know. I always say it wrong. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. It's not spelled that way. So why do we say it? I don't know. <laughs> I didn't know I was pronouncing that wrong for the longest time. Then someone says, what are you saying? No, um, one, no wonder we can't get clean power in this country. Can't even say it right. Yeah. It, that's one spelling of aluminum. Really? You can spell it several uh, ways? Or maybe, or maybe it's not even, maybe it's not even spelled the other way. Maybe we're pronouncing it wrong. I think we're pronouncing it wrong. <laughs> we're America. We don't pronounce things wrong. America. Anyway, so nope, it's just you... spelled two different ways. Oh, it is done and done. Yeah, aluminium and is tomato spelled two different ways? I don't know. I'm gonna go with probably. <laughs> I mean, if you spell it wrong. Do you remember <laughs> that controversy way back when when Dan Quell was doing like a spelling bee yeah, and they potato. were like potato? Yeah. Turns out it could spell both ways, but the media made fun of him. Uh, it wasn't that. It was that someone gave him cards, and he was just reading the card. Right. For how it was spelled. And so, well, so whatever conspiracy, all, dude. I've started to believe. Literally, I, I've gotten so so jaded on media that I'm just like, it's all made up. I don't care. <laughs> like fake news. Like reality shows, those those aren't reality. Those aren't reality shows. Those are poorly written television by the producer. Like news is just made up because we think you'll get clicks. Like have, that's as far as I go with it. Have anymore. you? Ever, so I didn't know that these uh, like reality shows were fake. 
so fake. So I didn't know. Okay, so I I really didn't know. And then <laughs> okay. and then when I did find out, it was because I was watching like uh, one of the ones where they go repo. I think it was called Repo Wars or something like that. <laughs> I'm like, this is such a weird show. And then I found out later, it's like completely made up. They're all actors because they look. I mean, they look like characters. Like where do they find these people? Pretty cool. Yeah, exactly. So then crazy. I came across. Um, it's not, I was gonna say Ducktales. What's that one? Duck. Uh, Duck Dynasty. Duck Dynasty. Have you watched that? No, dude. I, I haven't watched. Even if it a is reality fake, show, it is so stinking funny. It's so funny. <laughs> there was one time where the two brothers are out there yeah. and they're in their camo and they're they're like they're driving golf balls in their backyard in Louisiana, right? Okay. And they're just having a conversation. It's the opening, it's opening credits or opening, sure. uh, you know, bit. And they're like, they're just having a conversation about dumb stuff that brothers have comments about, right? Right. And then they pan As you out. Do. And it's the uncle and the dad have their shotguns. And every time they pitch a ball in the air, the uncle and the dad shoot it out of the air with a shotgun. <laughs> Dude, yeah. I'm like, like I watch like, I don't care this is written and made up. It's funny. That was, that was very funny. And the other one was they had like this loading dock at their at their warehouse where they, yeah. they make the duck calls. And they're like, oh, we got to test our duck calls. So one of the brothers says, well, let's plug up the drain in the bottom of the, the well where the, um, you know, the, the trucks back up into, fill it with water and see if ducks will come. Okay. <laughs> so they filled it with water and just started using their own duck calls to see if the ducks would come. Sure enough, a whole bunch of ducks started. Hanging out in this makeshift pond, and then the other brother who runs everything what comes up, and he's like, "What? We can't get any trucks in and out here." <laughs> uh, and then the one brother that runs everything, he kind of, you know, yeah, uh, one, one of them. The other, they're, they're like, "Hey, we're gonna move his office." Yeah. So they literally moved his office, and this turned his office into something insane. I can't remember what it was, but the brother just walks in and the look on his face. It's stuff brothers would do. Yeah, that's stuff true. I do to my brother at work. Brothers are interesting. I worked with a brother for a long time, and we have lots of great memories of working together. But I, I remember one time where <laughs> he asked me to do something. The thing that he asked me to do, I thought was dumb. Right. And I'm like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> and I was working for him. We weren't working together. Right. I was working for him. Like he was writing my checks every month, and he's like, "Well, but I want you to." And I'm like. No, that's dumb. I'm not doing that. I'm protecting you from yourself on this. <laughs> and and then he like he sighed. He's just like working with you is complicated. <laughs> and that's actually stuck with me. Every time I've had a boss that gave me the same look that wasn't my brother, I'm like, working with me is complicated. <laughs> I find it a pleasure. <laughs> I'm glad to see I'm glad. Uh, yeah, I'm glad. People at work always tease us. Because Clark's the serious one at yeah. work. And I'm always trying to get him to do something stupid. Everyone's Clark, like uh, for those of you not uh, don't know, the Everett's, Clark uh, had an acting career for a while. He was the one that actually sings. He did. The voice like an angel. And um, he had an acting career for a while. And, everyone, and I forget. And then every once in a while, I'm watching a movie from the 90s. And, and boom. And then all of a sudden, Clark like, was walking through. And I'm like, <laughs> what the what? Uh, that really funny. wasn't part of his acting career, but it is funny. That was the stuff we did for in college for mo extra money. The guy that owned Central Casting lived in one of the wards up here. Yeah. And so he knew we were part of the union. So he would give us extra jobs. That's awesome. While we were in school. That's so awesome. So I would go to school. And then after, 
afterwards we'd go and do and it was crazy good money and you just sit there i mean I don't, if anyone's been on a movie set it's a lot of sitting around doing nothing it's it's someone a comedian i might have already said this on air i it okay so i've been really busy lately and which means I don't have a lot of clarity of thought, which means if I start <laughs> repeating a story that you've heard me tell on this podcast before, please stop me. But this joke that I heard the other day, which I thought was amazing, was uh, it was a comedian who said that um, uh, acting is like going to the DMV for comedians. <laughs> it's like, a, no, it's like DMV for comedians. <laughs> it's like you sit there all day <laughs> waiting for something to happen. Yeah, and it, then it really is. And then it's like you show up, you're like, you say your one line, you're like, okay, we got it. And everyone goes home. <laughs> uh, anyway. Uh, you know what's interesting is I, I look through uh, headlines quite a bit, um, to, but I'll go through different sides of headlines and like see what um, who's reporting what. Um, yeah, but we're not I, doing politics this time, right? I won't. I won't no, not really. I'm not, okay. not going to get into that. But, but it's, it's so interesting how, how wildly different, you know, what they – CNN, Fox, uh, MSNBC, ABC, they all have these different, it's the different headlines. Yeah. And it's a different, you know, fire that has to be put out at the exact moment. Right. Uh, it's very strange. It's a little weird. Hey, speaking of cool headlines, though, and, yes. and, and getting funny money while you're in college, this cool thing happened yesterday because uh, uh, you and I both went to BYU, so we, you know, we we follow BYU either sports or otherwise. Yes. Um, and this thing happened with the NCAA a few months back, which is the athletes that play in the NCAA. It's against the NCAA rules to get paid to be an athlete uh, by the school, right? Because it's not professional sports; it's amateur or, sports or um, or sponsors, right? Well, historically, it, it meant getting paid in any way, right. including sponsorships. And then a class action lawsuit was filed by the athletes saying, look, I get why we you can't pay us, although we think that's stupid, but but you can't stop us from making money elsewhere. Like that's that's straight illegal. And they won the lawsuit. Okay. So this cool. is a few this is a few months back. So now athletes can't get paid by the schools because of the NCAA rules, but they're allowed to make money off of their likeness and their sponsorships. And huh. so and everyone's like, well, that just means it's gonna be quasi-professional because now like, you know, Zach Wilson and Provo would be the million dollar kid, right? Because he, right. he'd, he'd sponsor Zion's bank and it would be done. Right. Right. Well, regardless of that. So let's put that aside because that's that's the Zach Wilson scenario. Just yesterday, it's the wire that all the female athletes at BYU will now be sponsored by this company, Smarty Streets, a leader in location data intelligence. Smarty Streets? Yeah, I don't know. But who's their marketing people? I don't know. But but now all these female athletes from BYU are going to get paid when when they buy this company for doing promotions for them. Is that going to help up, them or up, hurt them? Up to six grand each. Yeah, but, but is that going to help them or hurt them? Smarty Street. Who, the athletes? Sponsoring me. Smarty Streets? Dude, I don't care. Like, are you kidding me? Have you been to BYU? Yeah. <laughs> I literally started a company. Okay, here's a funny story about BYU. I started a couple of interesting companies when I was at BYU, but I didn't. I was at BYU, so like I wasn't at like Stanford, so I didn't know that the couple of companies I started could become billion dollar enterprises. Right. <laughs> so I didn't know what to do with my cool idea for a company. Right. So this one company I started was get this, we were going to use this new thing called the internet. See. Right. <laughs> and I we were going it. to um, advertise and update movie tickets on the internet. I'm sorry, movie 
theater listings on the internet and people could check the internet for movie theater listings and buy tickets. It's called Fandango. Yeah, it's called Fandango. And it's yeah, so a, it, this is before Fandango. It's before, it's before anybody. Actually, I take it back. There were two other. There's one company in Seattle that was doing it. One company in Texas was doing it. We were the third in America to do it. Wow. And we had a really good thing going. And then, but we didn't know what to do with it. So we just got a ton of views. Like we got like everybody in Utah was using it. And, um, and we just started selling advertising on it. But because we're in college and we don't know things, <laughs> we're just like, we sold like restaurant advertising for like we, we sold it to like laser tag and we just and we got like sponsorships. So I I ate for free for a couple of years. Oh, is that <laughs> and, it? And, and I went to like laser tag all I wanted for a couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> and uh and we um I mean we like we made some money too, but we didn't we didn't like turn around to we didn't walk march into Silicon Valley and be like, where's my VC money? Which we could have apparently done. Yes. You know what I mean? Because it was the 90s. Right. Because it was the 90s. So, right. um, but anyway, so I played a lot of laser tag. <laughs> nice. And then we started uh, giving it away to friends because they're like, I don't want to play any more laser tag. So we started, uh, I was in I was in this um, neighborhood that was full of married people and some of them had kids. And so we, my wife and I would volunteer to babysit their kids and send them to play laser tag just to kind of give them, <laughs> reconnect them to their youthful times. It was fun. We did it a few times. They could kill each other in, in uh, virtual reality. Yeah. But now that I know, like, the hundreds and hundreds of dollars that I was charging for advertising, <laughs> now I know that it could have been thousands and tens of thousands. Oh, like, it was it was pretty Whatever happened to that friend funny. of yours speaking virtual reality? Remember you, you had a, a buddy of yours that was doing a virtual reality thing, and he would, like, he, he did it at that video... Uh, Fantasia or whatever that park was up here. Yeah. Remember he set it up and it was supposed to be temporary? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like, okay. He's just still making video games for, he actually works for Disney. He's an Imagineer. And so does, but did that, is that, is that taking off this whole virtual? I know Um, you did. I'm going to go with no dot, 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 sort of. So uh, for those of you who don't know, virtual reality is you put on these headsets and you put on controllers on your hands. And instead of seeing, like a TV across the room with a video game on it, you're kind of immersed in the video game. So if you look to your left, you're in the video game. You look to your right, you're in the video game. If you look behind you, you're in the video game. And um, I made a, I made a similar video game myself. I made an augmented reality video game called Star Wars Jedi Challenges, where you play lightsaber duels against people in your living room, right? Anyway, virtual reality is weird because it's it's a product that's so cool. It's so cool that anybody that spends any amount of time with it takes takes it off their head and says, wow, that's amazing. That's the future. Everyone's going to want to do this. Right. Every time anyone uses it, that's what they say. And yet. It's not. It doesn't, it doesn't really take off. <laughs> so there, so, so, and the reason is, and there's lots of reasons why I, I have opinions about why. So my buddy made an installation that was, it was a virtual reality video game at, uh, at a local fun park. And um, it was we cool. went up and we're test guy. Yeah, guinea we, pigs for we were going to be yeah guinea pigs for it. And um, anyway, it was uh, uh, it was successful for that park, and they took it to other parks. Um, but is it successful? So I don't know. They they have this thing called VR arcades. So in LA, there's like a half a dozen or a dozen VR arcades, and that might be the case, the use case that actually takes off. So that's kind of working. When I say n- not working, kind of working. That's kind of working. So you and I could get in a car, go downtown, and we could pay 15 bucks right. and go play VR for half an hour. So you put it on, you stand in a booth, and then you and I could, it could be like a group game. So you and I could hear each other and stuff like that and right. run around together. 
And that's kind of a good use case because then you have first class gear, first class games, but you don't have any of the fussy maintenance of having a computer that has to run it, right? So that might be the future. But the other thing that's happening that's been a little bit successful is that uh, Facebook owns Oculus. They, they made a headset that's finally kind of taking off. When I say kind of taking off, I mean, it's, it's selling hundreds of thousands of units, maybe millions, maybe right. low-digit millions. Right. Uh, but, but what's great about that one is you don't need a computer. Like, it's all self-contained in the headset. So it's like headset and controllers are all wireless. Right. And they don't plug into anything. Like you, this had to be charged. So that, that's kind of taking off. And, uh, and lots of kids, I, I, I know a couple of kids that actually bought that. So that, that, might, that might help. But, but there's a problem, though. There's, and it's the problem I have, by the way, with 3D movies as well. Or movies with the seats that shake and, and bump you when, during action sequences and crap right. like that. Here's the problem. There's an assumption that is incorrect, <laughs> which is that I want to be more immersed in my entertainment. Like, the idea is you go to the movies, you want to see that big screen, you want to be immersed. I'm like, are you sure? Like, I don't want, like, when, they, when someone jumps from a five-story building into a dumpster, do I want to smell the dumpster? <laughs> I don't. I don't want to smell it, right? So when they're well, when they're wading through the sewer, do I want to smell the crap? Right, right. When, when yeah, when exactly in Star Wars, when they're like you know, getting squashed by the trash compactor, do I want to feel the creature touch my leg? I don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to feel it. So that's a resounding. So no. there, there is an assumption that we don't want to have our entertainment be separate from this, and I think we do. I think I like the idea, even if it's a big screen video game, I like the idea that I'm in charge of the video game and I can, I can look away or I can press pause or right. I can do whatever. But Im immersion is amazing, though. It's amazing. So here was my problem with it when we went and tested it for your buddy. Yeah. Um, I don't like being... Uh, I, I, it seems like to me, okay, so when you put the goggles on, you can't see through the goggles to the real world. Correct. Right, which is part of the immersion part right. of it. Right. But it seems to me that if you could bridge the gap between the goggles and seeing in the real world, so in other words, maybe you were on a set uh, and that the video game is, you know how like uh, yeah. my kids are always playing a video game that's always on the same, uh, I don't know, for a set for lack of a better word, and they all yeah. run around and try to shoot each other. It seems to me that if you could allow the reality and the, and the, uh, as part of this experience, it yeah. would it would make more sense to me because I don't like the idea that I don't know what I'm going to run into. No one does, and I've seen tons of no one YouTube does. videos of people like There's doing boxing or whatever, yeah. and, then, and then they up hitting them, hitting hitting someone, hitting the TV, yeah. falling over something. And yeah. to me, that doesn't make a lot of sense. So to me, I think where I would really enjoy is if for some reason it's a heads up type display where you can see through it. Right, that's augmented reality. That's literally the thing that I built for Disney. And it's fun. <laughs> so, it's way more fun. But in my opinion, reality, the but it's you not had the goggles that you could I the iPhone was in front of it. I couldn't see. It's not in front it. of it. You can totally see the world around you. It was dark glasses, but you could see the world around you. It projects it into was your that living the second room. version or the first? Both versions. Oh, maybe like, I didn't play it enough. Yeah. No, I mean, it's been a while. So it's that's called quite... augmented. Augmented reality. So it takes reality and then it adds things to it. So the upside of that is what you said, which is no one likes the blindfold effect. No one likes the idea. And, and sometimes you, you run into obstacles that aren't even obstacles. So you could be in an empty room 
with nothing. You're not tripping over anything. Right. But in your video game, you're about to trip over something. So you stumble and then actually fall on your face. Right. So, dude, I played a game once. Uh, it was a demo game just to promote a movie because Dwayne, uh, Dwayne Johnson did a movie called High Rise. I remember and, that. Yeah. And, and, and this demo was a five minute demo. And here's what the demo was. You put on the goggles and I was at some augmented reality conference. They made me do this. You put on the goggles and you're on a construction crane, elevated, whatever. I don't know how many stories are up there. 20, 30 stories in the sky. And your construction crane and the bad guy is behind you. It's coming at you with a gun. Right. And so you have to run to the end of the construction crane and then jump from the construction crane across to a high rise across the alleyway that has a broken window and, la and land in it. And so you have to make the running motion with your hands. And then right as you get to the end, you have to click the button. And then, and then you, and then, and then you see like, you don't see a body because it's first person. So I'm, I'm the body, right? right? But you might see like the character's hands and maybe his feet like flailing as you fly across this alleyway and hope that you ran fast enough to land in the building. All that, all that to say, dude, I'm scared of heights. It is so, <laughs> so terrifying. terrifying. It's so terrifying. Like I can't even like play the game. I'm just like, ha, 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 I'm happy, happy place. And I know that I'm not falling because I'm sitting in a chair. But does it feel like I'm falling? It most definitely does. Interesting. Yeah. I think your example of you don't want to smell the trash that you're being compacted in is yeah. very good. So, yeah, but I but that. I do think it has a tremendous value in there are there are situations where immersion would be interesting. For example. Let's say I'm studying art history at a university and like I don't I don't have 12 grand to go to the Taj Mahal and live in India for a week or whatever, right? Right. right. Dude, I can straight up tour the Taj Mahal. Just well, I told you about all... the augmented reality of the the medical school. Yeah, augmented U reality for medical school. So yeah. so we're going back into education. There's other values like <clears throat> touring the Louvre, like not education just because you love art, right? Right. Um but <clears throat> that would be interesting actually but it seems like that would be super expensive to do and not maybe mm. revenue generated it'd have to be some kind of like look i vr is going to be part of the future because the current iterations of it are so good and so cheap that it's going to be part of the future but is it ever going to be pervasive I don't think so. I think it's weird. It's isolating, dude. If you and I were both playing a VR video game, right? We would both not be seeing each other play in the video game. Therefore, we're not having a community experience anymore. Yeah, good point. Why stay in the same room? Why uh, even go to an arcade? Why? Yeah, good point. But All right. Well, I guess we'll, pro we'll back, probably get some comments back. on that. So, oh yeah, let's go ahead. You're gonna say no. I'm. I'm assuming we're gonna get some comments on that. I'd love to hear it because I, 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 I bet some of our listeners play VR and love it. Yeah, and, and you've had a lot more VR, not only real-world VR, meaning the stuff that's actually out, but also the stuff that's coming that uh, I haven't had. And yeah. the stuff that I've seen doesn't interest me. And I'll be honest with you, 3D movies, remember they had that huge push, I don't know, several yeah. years ago where everything yeah. was 3D? Yeah. I, yeah. I don't like it. It's all right, but I'm not. I don't gonna... like wearing dark glasses in a movie theater. I like yeah, me nice, nice and bright. Me either. <laughs> uh, and I, I it's I pretty don't, fun I don't... in moments. And I do like me movie theaters. Oh, dude, me I too. do like a big screen with a very good sound system and a good nice chair. And when I mean nice chair, I mean like just a comfortable chair. I don't need a lazy boy to recline. Yeah, I don't love the lazy boy. Okay, but we've already I, talked. About I've been this, going so. the other direction though, because of our local, our our new local indie theater. It. I kind of been to that one. Yet. It's okay. So think simplicity. You, so you go in, there's the giant screen 
there's a hundred seats. Okay. And the seats are kind of regular. They're nice, but they're kind of regular. Right. It's not stadium seating. I don't like that. And you watch the movie with good sound, but with no other fuss. It's interesting. It's like it like it takes it down a notch, but just the fact that you're in a hundred hundred seat room makes it feel a little more cozy and a little more like you own it. I you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's not for me. I like I don't I like the bigger one. I don't mind if it's empty. I like the bigger <laughs> ones. I like stadium seating. I don't yeah. want to see someone's. I, I will say there is experiences where you go to the, you know, to the to the movie theater where it's just exasperating. You know, people on their phones. Uh, I think the worst one I ever had was it was a, I can't remember what movie it was, but it was super packed. Yeah. And I sat next to this guy that did not wear deodorant, and he reeked so bad oh that's that's not great and i finally left did so so you can confirm that in fact you don't want to smell horrible things while you're in a movie theater <laughs> that's very true that's you, very you, true you've lived it it's a lived i truth. lived it i can we had, one of the great perks of working at the walt disney company was you could see all the disney movies for free the the saturday after they came out oh i remember you guys took us once we don't we went on like a double date there you go so um but what's fun what's funny about it, so you're like oh but that's just one movie studio I'm like, yeah, but at the time we were there, they were doing the Star Wars reboots and all the Marvel big movies and and then the live action Disney reboots. And so literally And it was a nice really like three fourths of uh, three fourths of the movies that I'd want to see were coming yeah. from Disney. And so we were seeing I mean, I did the math once, like the number of times we went to the movies, times the number of kids, time the cost of movies in California. We were, it was like it was like a Fifteen hundred dollar a year benefit, you know what I mean? Yeah, it was a nice, and it's a nice theater too. I mean, it wasn't. Yeah, it was good. It wasn't great. terrible. Anyway, so we were. Uh, I remember the morning we were going to go see the Star Wars, the first of the reboots, the Star Wars. I want to see one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Star. I don't even know what you just said. Two, three, four, five, six. What's the newest J.J. Abrams? I don't know. Star Wars. You're asking the wrong guy. Seven, eight, nine, seven. Yeah. Why are you counting? The, I'm trying because to get to me. One, two, three is the anyway, first three. So we were there, we were <laughs> sitting there and I had to go to the bathroom. So I ran to the bathroom and they started the movie while I was gone, which is horrible because right. we haven't seen a Star Wars movie in 20 years or whatever it's been. Right. And, and I got back, but I, but apparently while I was gone, they started playing the movie and people, you don't understand like the, the star, the Disney employees are fans. Like they're fans. Right. There right. were literally billboards at work that says, um, Loose lips sink starships. No spoilers, please. Like they had posters at work, <laughs> so that when people it. would go see the go see the movies, like not to spoil it for everybody else, right? Loose lips sink starships. All right. So anyway, so they started playing it while I was in the bathroom, and then the sound was not working. So the video was up, and there was no sound. And at first, people were like, "Fix it, hey, fix it, fix it." And apparently, they just went crazy. They're like, "Stop it!" Stop the movie! Ah, there's no sound. They're like freaked out that they were gonna see a spoiler and not hear it, and it was ruined everything. So I got back just in time for everyone, and then they started playing. They started. They play the the trumpets, trombone, and everyone just went bonkers. There's like, it was really fun. Best movie experience of my life was my brother and I watched the first Batman movie with who was that Batman? Was Michael Keaton? Oh, the first, 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 first. Yeah, in New York City, in this packed theater, and it was a disgusting theater though, because like, <laughs> like the floor was sticky and like sticky everything. Floor. But it was like every inch of the place was packed, and 
the Batman theme came on and the and the bat you know thing came up across the moon and everyone went nuts. I mean, best movie experience of my life. It was so wow. much fun. We were so to watch a movie about Gotham in whilst in, in Gotham. Gotham. Yeah, it was <laughs> it was awesome. And I know I I have since been to several movies where the crowd was that into a movie or not that into it, but into it, you know. Yeah, and that's that's a lot of fun. I will admit, but it's, that one it's in really New York was, rare that the crowd gets involved. Yeah, but no. when but when the crowd gets involved, it's hard not to get excited. Yeah. Especially when it's something anticipated. I remember we were I was watching a Marvel movie and uh they you know that little trailer hint thing that they put at the end of the credits of all the Marvel movies and they did the one for Captain Marvel and we all went crazy. Yeah. And then I watched the movie when it came out. <laughs> I wanted to slip my wrist. The worst movie ever. I hate that movie. I had a I had a weird uh experience with okay, believe it or not, a fun family watch. Boy, I'm going to lose a lot of credibility when I say this. <laughs> Believe it or not, a, a fun family watch was Sonic the Hedgehog. That was good. It was funny. It's fun. It's funny and it's cute. So then there's but it a, reminds me that Jim Carrey only has one character. Sure. I yeah. mean, do you ever notice like yeah, all his yeah. characters? But I've, like, I've long since given up on Jim Carrey yeah. because he's just a crazy person. Now, I'm, he's talented beyond belief, but he's an insane person. His funniest stuff that he ever did was with... Uh, the Wayne brothers when he was the only white guy on that show. Do you remember that show? Yeah. Living color in living color. In, in living color. Yeah. Yeah. He was great. He was very, he was very funny in that. Yeah. He was, he's a, he's a funny guy, but he's insane. So anyway, at the end of that, there's an end credit scene teasing a sequel to Sonic the Hedgehog that had another character from Sonic the Hedgehog in the end credit scene. Okay. So I'm telling you this because my son and I go to see that movie it's opening weekend. It's just me and Jonah because I can't get anyone else to go. And, right. Jonah, and Jonah wants to see it. And I'm like, let's go. And I was super, super delighted that it was actually kind of fun to watch because I was, I hate it when you have to do that. And it's yeah, horrible. Yeah, you go to the kid movie where it's a kid movie. <laughs> exactly. So it was a lot of fun to watch. But I didn't, but I didn't start to think that there would be Sonic the Hedgehog super fans that would go opening weekend because the rest of the whole movie is going pretty well. We're enjoying ourselves. The end credit scene comes and that character comes out and they, and they suggest, Coming soon, like there's gonna be a movie with that character. I don't even know the name of the character. I should know this. I'm in video games, but yeah, but Sonic. The crowd game. went crazy. berserk. Really? Not not crazy. Like, ah! like started like banging on the chairs and like screaming at the top of their lungs. Did Jonah know who the character was? <laughs> yeah, he knew who the character was. <laughs> but he was like, he and I both were like, what's going on? <laughs> that's the value of creating beloved characters, right there. Uh, that is it we went to uh, my daughter was really really into harry potter and i love harry potter and so we were i think it was one of the last two movies and she wanted to go so we stayed out you know all night trying to get tickets and wait in line and blah 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 it's kind of a fun experience yeah and she had her like jenny weasley hogwarts <laughs> uniform on she had red hair so being jenny weasley we kind of made sense and yeah. uh she had wands and all that stuff it was really oh it's really cute we had a lot of fun I like, I like, I do like those. I like those experiences. Oh, you know what I had one? Oh. You know what I saw? Last Johnny Carson show. Waited in line in Burbank all night long. Really? To see the last Johnny Carson show. Wow. Yeah. Pretty cool. Wow. The last one with an audience. But they had one more that was just VIP audience. But um, yeah, the last one with an audience. And so I can, and Johnny Carson, there's, you know, most people that are listening to this are going to know, know the name Johnny Carson. But sure. But when you think of late night TV. Johnny Carson 
is he was, the gold standard. He was the funniest. He was, he was the best. No one ever came close. Um, oh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that. But, I don't think but Leno I, but, but or during, Letterman. But during did. his during his tenure, he was just dominant. Yeah, he was the only I, show. You, have you ever gone back and even watched that stuff? He he was an interviewer like a no other. I actually thought that David Letterman I, I'm was not a pretty good. Arguing interview. that he's talented, I'm just. I, I guess I just don't believe in superlatives like there can never be with someone like that again. Because I just don't believe that. I think I think cultures change, and with culture changes, the well, person, the right, right now, like you couldn't, terrible. you couldn't put Johnny Carson in our culture today and have him do well. But, but oh, I hope that's not true. Culture changes, man. Like I reject it. I reject. You reject. I that? reject it. Okay. I reject that idea right. because right now Jimmy Kimball and who's the other one? Jimmy Fallon. Yeah. Why are they both Jimmys? It's and it's Col- actually it's a rule. Colbert, Stephen Colbert. They're terrible. They yeah. are terrible. Yeah, they're terrible interviewers. They're terrible commentators. They're terrible comedians. The couple of them have a couple funny bits every yeah. once in a while. Yeah, Fallon's got some great musical bits. His musical bits are strong. They're funny. The funniest guy on Late Night is, who's the guy that does uh, karaoke in the car thing? Oh, yeah. That guy. That right. guy's funny. Yeah. I mean, he's truly entertaining to me. I yeah. really like him. But the other ones, forget it. I'm done. <laughs> I won't even watch no, no, him. No, well, no, it, look, you're not alone. You're not alone because the numbers say that people don't. They, they don't like, watch anymore. No, dude. Like Letterman and Leno used to pull about double what, what everyone's pulling these days. Yeah. And Letterman, I, I, I was, Letterman was always my triple. favorite. Like, it, it used to be way different. Yeah, it's And then Carson terrible. before that was even more. It's um, terrible. Yeah. I, it was really weird. Where did they get Stephen Colbert? Why in the world would they put that guy on a late night? He's terrible. Yeah, it's when they decided to pick sides in politics. Um, but why does comedy have putting, to have sides? Putting aside your politics, this is what I'm saying. Putting aside your politics, like okay, there's a joke on Seinfeld that I want to tell about this, which is Jerry Seinfeld goes to his rabbi right on Seinfeld to complain about his dentist, who is Jewish, who's always making Jewish jokes, right? And he goes, and he goes to his, de- his rabbi, and he's complaining about it. He's like, I, my dentist is always making Jewish jokes. And the rabbi goes, and that offends you as a Jewish person? He goes, no, it offends me as a comedian. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, the so, funny thing so to me is. So similarly about late night. Like, when I'm complaining about politics in late night, I'm not complaining as a partisan. I, I, could, I, could, I could lobby that complaint as well. But right. I'm complaining as a comedian. It's not... Like the, the value of late night comedy is that we are all laughing together. Yes. And that we can think of this great, like America laughing together as we drift off to sleep. Yes. That's the value of late night comedy. Some of the funniest so bits. The idea that late night comedy is going to be riled up and pissed in the middle of the night. And then, and then it's going to send me to bed, like angry at the other party yep. or whatever. That's, that's insane. That's yep. terrible for America. It's terrible for America on a commentary standpoint, but it's terrible comedy. It's, it's terrible comedy. That's that's the, that's all I'm trying to get to. Yes. I mean, I don't care on either side. Like, I don't I don't particularly want to. I I don't mind poking fun at a president because of the way he talks or something like that, or you know, doing Tripping some type of impersonation or whatever. Yeah. But seriously, like you, you know, like it's just personal attacks now, which aren't they're not even good. Whether it's on either side, you know what I mean? Like they're not good. They're not good personal attacks. They're not funny. They're just stupid. <laughs> but that even more than that, it's like you're just not you're just not funny. And you're right. I'd rather I want to go. I, it's the same with sports. I I used to be a I loved the NFL. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun to have a 
a shared experience of people yeah. in the community about a thing you all care about. Yeah. yeah. I loved the NFL. I used to love the NBA. I'm just like, you know, this new crop of political activism that we find in, in sports and com- comedy is just overwhelmingly boring. It's, well, just, it, it's just boring. It's just bad. It's just bad sports. It's bad entertainment. Yeah. I don't want to go there and watch you. I don't care yeah. the, about your politics. Just play your sport. You know, I, you're, com- you, you're listening to millionaires complain about, silly th- silly things that normal people don't have to worry about and the whole reason they tune in in the first place is to watch them play a game you know so be quiet play the game okay so let's talk about things that people care about oh <laughs> n- nobody cared about what we just talked about well we talked about before okay um but but that's not i was trying to segue uh, got it things that no one cares about here's the things that people care about so there, is there a list there's google trends is a is a website right okay. so i clicked on see what's trending in 2020 and they have all these lists. They have like searches or and news and people and babies and and definitions and games and and that's kind of funny because it's like this little uh selection of what happened in 2020. So what do you think? Um here's here's some of the funny ones. So the the first thing, like the biggest searches in 2020 were election results, coronavirus, Kobe Bryant, coronavirus update coronavirus symptoms <laughs> so it's like wow okay that's that a, big, a big coronavirus here but there was a really funny one over here um so there's a list of definition <laughs> definitions one of them the first one is profane so i'm not going to read the first one but the other ones were entanglement antebellum pandemic and asymptomatic <laughs> <laughs> and I just think it's funny that there's a whole full world full of people who listen to stories about how I have asymptomatic COVID. Everyone's like, cool. Yeah, that's cool. And then they go look it up. Asymptomatic. What does that mean? Uh, I'm trying to figure out why entanglement was on the list. The was, there, was there entanglement? Entanglement? Is there Was there a quantum entanglement like discovery last year? I have no idea. I don't even know what that means. Do you know what antebellum means? No. It's before the war. Antebellum? What before what war? Uh, any war. So it's like a Latin root word, antebellum. Am I getting that right? Antebellum. Yeah. Um, there's a film. Uh, well, there's a band and uh, definition. Here we go. I'll make sure I got that right. Yeah, existing before war. Occurring or existing before a particular war, especially American Civil War. Cool. Yeah, antebellum. So that was a definition. Asymptomatic means for all those of you listening, asymptomatic means don't have symptoms. <laughs> so if someone has asymptomatic so COVID, it means they tested positive, but they don't they aren't sick. What's the context of antebellum though? I like, don't know. If people are looking that up, like what, what war? Is this like a war that's coming? Oh, oh, I know why. Why? I think Lady Antebellum. Uh, there's this country singer uh, who changed her band name from Lady Antebellum to something else. Um. N- yeah, Lady Antebellum name change. That's what happened. She changed her uh, band name to Lady A, down from Lady Antebellum, because Antebellum is commonly associated with like the Civil War, right? And 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 because of all oh, the of yeah, all the although... woke woke speak, she changed it to Lady A. <laughs> so there you go. That's what people searched on Got that it. front. Um. But then, like, some of the funny ones are like. How to make like how to make hand sanitizer, how to make a face 
with a mask with fabric, how to make whipped coffee, which is funny because that means everyone's working from home now and they miss their, their coffee on the so way. It was work. interesting in the first two weeks, you know, when everything t- shut down, I yeah. used to go all the way down to Burbank's place called Corner Cottage. I've told everybody about this. I went. How did you think? How'd you Super like? good. Did- Although I got hot sauce. And it was a mistake. It's so hot. like, and like it burned my face. Like yeah, I was yeah. like, I was like, yeah, yeah. If you can't, like if snot you can't handle hot sauce and tears. No, it was hot, but it was very good. Yeah, it's very hot hot sauce. Yeah, but uh, if you put it on the side, you can kind of like. Uh, the other thing is, it's kind of like you know spread in the burrito. Yeah, and so sometimes you get a good chunk of it. <laughs> Yeah. With one bite and then that'll burn yourself up. Yeah, that 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 that, but that uh, may or may not favorite, happen. favorite breakfast burrito by far. Anyway, uh I used to go down there thinking, okay, they're gonna be suffering. And it's a little family that owns the place. And so I'm like, right. I'll, I'll go down there. And so I was going down there like I don't know, two, three times a week. Oh wow. Because my to, kids love them. Try to keep them in business kind of a deal. Yeah, I'm I'm like the one guy. Yeah. And uh I remember going down there and going off one of the corners, and it was like, I don't know, day three, and there's these like entrepreneurial you know people on the side of the road selling masks before masks were a thing way before masks were a thing. yeah and i and I, I remember thinking this is what capitalism is all about someone yeah. found a need like these are people just sewing them in their backyard or was yeah. backyard in their house you know and and no, uh, rachel bought some from the sewing district in la because yeah. because you couldn't buy them anywhere right and rachel went online and these guys like shipped us a box and they'd, yeah. they'd made them and they're sewing whatever yeah and it was cool one of the buildings we're selling downtown has a bunch of sew shops in it and during that time that's what they were making masks and i was like you know what this is it's kind of cool to see like how how quickly you know uh small entrepreneurs can uh can kind of get their their wares out there yeah we're selling them for like five bucks custom made interesting stuff huh? so under the why section is it we're back to google trends another why section for 2020 the number one search was why were chainsaws invented <laughs> what <laughs> and i don't even think i want to go find out why that was a trend what? why were chainsaws invented that's really a trend apparently <laughs> why Sometimes is, I hear stuff about humanity. Why is Nevada taking so long? <laughs> what was the other one? Why is Nevada taking so long? Do you remember what that pertains to? The no. election results. It was like two oh, and a half yeah. weeks after the election before Nevada's like, yeah, Biden won. It's <laughs> like, dude, why did you take so long? Uh, yeah, there's a bunch of, of uh, Spanish there's a ones. lot of reasons why it could have been too long. Where to buy a PS5? Where to buy toilet paper? Where to buy face masks? Was toilet paper a big deal in your family? For finding it? I don't know. Like just any of it. My wife was like freaked about it. Yeah, it was a big deal. And uh, we had this moment where somebody discovered that the supply chains for corporate America were different than the supply chains for regular America. And we got a gigantic box of toilet paper from Office Max. (laughs) Oh, really? Yeah. And it got shipped to our house. And uh, we just finished our last roll of it like a few weeks back, and there was an announcement. <laughs> that long. There was an announcement in the house. I, uh, I, but, I but Rachel couldn't... has still stockpiled it because that was such a weird deal. Oh, my wife's always stockpiled. Uh, has paper. always, always. Like wow. if she goes to Costco, it doesn't matter how much toilet paper we have at the house. There's definitely two of those big cases coming home with us. Wow. All right. It's all over the house. Uh, and and to me, I don't understand. You run out of toilet paper. It's called a garden hose. You know, like, really? I mean, like anyone that served a mission abroad knows that in a pinch, uh, a, a good Leah Hona magazine, <laughs> like there's always toilet paper, <laughs> depending on how desperate you are. Exactly. 
There, there used to be a newspaper as an option, which is unfortunately not an option these days because no one can't really use your phone. <laughs> yeah, newspapers are an interesting <laughs> that, that problem. Took a, took a gross turn like, there. You were, like I kind of don't miss that black stuff that gets on your fingers. I don't. I don't. I kind of don't miss newspapers. Is that bad? Uh, no, it's not bad. I do like to read the paper part of it, right? But I don't. I never understood like why the I had ritual to have such of loudly. sitting uh, with your arms like out reading a paper. This is kind of a fun little fatherly ritual you used to see, but now everyone just sits their phone. It's fine. Uh, things just change. It's not that big a deal. Things change. All right, we've we've evolved. Things change. We, now uh, I just use the biggest iPad possible to cover my face up. Oh, do you are you an iPad guy? Not really. No. <laughs> yeah, we all use. I'm an iPhone guy. <laughs> I just do iPhones. Uh, I I will say that the only thing big screen that I do, I ha- I finally set up a double screen at work. Yeah, we had a conversation about this, and the problem was is I had the 27 inch iMac, which has a 5K screen on it, which no one. It's built. just beautiful. The iMac computer like screens are just beautiful. It was gorgeous, right? But and I'm like, oh, 27 inches is enough, and everybody around me had these double screens. I really wanted a double screen, so finally I broke down and bought one, and it was a 4K, and I had read online that it will match up pretty good, right? Yeah. It doesn't match up pretty good. The icons are different sizes. The fonts are different sizes. The I mean, it's just the pixels. It's the number of pixels per inch are different. Ooh, we're gonna have to talk about that in a minute. Okay, so. I did everything I could, and then I then I did my research again. I re- I found another one. I returned that one. Found another one. That one didn't work, and finally I just gave in and bought the expensive one that matches the screen. And by the way, I am happy. Okay, then I won't talk to you about it because I know. Um, cool. I'm I'm perfectly happy about it, and and I've really. Uh, you bought? Do you? Who who makes that display? LG. Cool. LG makes the one inside the. Oh, so uh, and does your way, does your laptop keep up? It's kind of hard to serve that many pixels on that size screen. It's not my laptop. It's my 27 inch my iMac. It's the second one to that one. So it's a 27 okay. and a 27. So that one has good good video hardware, and you'd be fine. Correct. Yeah. So it keeps up. It's great. It works well. It's seamless. It it matches exactly. The brightness is uh, the, that was the thing that I found at the end was the number the brightness the nits is that what they call yeah. It? The brightness was the biggest thing that changes between 5K and 7K. I'm sorry, 4K and 5K. Uh, the, because there's more light diodes or whatever they're called that they're lighting up. So if a 4K, you can't get it bright enough to be the same. It, lo- it literally looked like there was it was behind some kind of a tinting. Didn't look right. Yeah. On both of the monitors I got. So Okay. Anywho. All right. So William falls in the air. Fall is in the air. What are you looking forward of. to? Nothing's happening yet. What? We're in California. It's still hot. I know, but it, I guess it is still hot, but I'm imagining that it's not. Like, I slept without a fan last night. Oh, that was nice. Yeah. Well, it, got, yeah. it was a little warmer last night than it was the night before. But Yeah, I don't know why I did it, but I, I felt like I should because it's falls in the air. Fall is in the air. <laughs> are your trees changing over there yet? Uh, no. Do you have more trees around your place than mine? Do oak trees change? Oak trees, yeah. You have oak everywhere over there. Do they change color? See, huh. they're they're hideously ugly in the winter. They're not a pretty tree. That sounds right. Yeah. I'm surprised <laughs> that we've rallied around the oak tree. I really am, because they're hard to like. I like seeing them they're on hard a hillside. To love. I like seeing them on a hillside, but like you know, their leaves are like they have like pokey things on them. Yeah. So you can't like love. play under an oak tree. Yeah. You know what I mean? And uh, and For they kill they kill know, everything. The red oak it. is protected here in California. Yeah, so no I have a friend, no maybe a relative who will go nameless, 
who lived lived next door to someone in a nameless city, <laughs> but was in California. And an oak started to grow within his neighbor's yard. And he kept thinking to himself, this is going to be bad. But the neighbor came over one day and says, I know you've seen the oak in the backyard. How do you feel about that? And he says, well, my relative, who shall be nameless, shall be nameless. said, I will split the fine with you if you get rid of it. <laughs> because they grow big. Yeah. Um, they well, had they take view. over. They, they both had a view. Oh. Um, and it is illegal to cut it. You cannot take them out. Yeah. They are protected. And so, each city has in their own rules. The state itself has it has protected it, but each city has their own rules of like pruning. You have to get a permit in this in the city of Santa Clarita. Yeah. No, I had a buddy who was in the arborist yeah. business. He's the one that told me all about it. And they accidentally um cut down the wrong tree and it cost their company a million dollars. For shizzle? <laughs> wow. I didn't hear that story, but yeah. I remember talking to you about You're that. like, that, that's not the fine. I'm like, no, the fine was like a hundred grand or something like that. But then there was, they had to, as like, like to make good on it, they had to go plant a bunch of other oak trees. Yeah. But they had to be mature oak trees. So they had to transplant the trees and it ended up costing yep. them like 800 grand or something yep. like that. If you're a developer <laughs> in California and there's oak on your um, properties, you have to either transplant them, yeah. pay the fine to, to cut them. And by the way, if they're alive or dead, it doesn't matter. If they're dead, have you ever noticed those ones over by the golf course? Yeah, on, I've noticed those. I noticed those ugly dead trees. Yeah, can't cut them. What? Can't cut them without a permit, and they won't let you because they're oak. Crazy, right? Well, that's insane. Yeah. So everybody just leaves them alone. They're just big dead. Oak I trees. mean, it feels like look when you pass laws like that, the the net result is going to be. I mean, like if that was my land, they would just disappear in the middle of the night. So I had a client one time in Santa Monica cut down this enormous tree that was in front of his um, building. Yeah. And in Santa Monica, you know, it's people joke. They call it the People's Republic of Santa Monica. Right, right. They yeah, are yeah. really, they're actually a very nice city in the city hall, but they're, they're very, have lots of, lots of, lots of, lots of rules. Yeah. So they basically had um, someone come out at 4 a.m. Yeah. And what I, so I had a funny experience. We had this giant. Um, wait, wait, wait. Is, that, is that the end of the story? The, well, no, the story was 4 a.m. By the time they, anyone could get a hold of anyone to complain about it, it was gone. <laughs> That's the stuff right there. And so, because th- we live in the American freaking West yeah. and we can build things and we can remove trees and we can make things pretty. Right. Even though driving through LA right now, you may not know it. Right. Like it's possible because we can build things. Yes. Go look at go look at Pasadena. Pasadena was built in the prime of California's like like rising star zenith status. Those are my favorite houses and, there. And and the houses and neighborhoods and the city itself is like, oh, this is all kind of beautiful, right? Because you can build beautiful things. Yep. When we don't build beautiful things, it's because we collectively choose not to. Correct. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. Uh, I was going to tell the the uh the 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 key to getting stuff done is don't tell tell few people yeah i found this a lot when in buildings that we have that i'm frequently in for any reason yeah you know i just throw stuff away i don't tell anyone (laughs) i made a mistake just recently of asking someone if i could throw something away and they're like well let me ask this person so that person gets asked and they're like oh no go put it in the storage shed (laughs) why are we going to store it we're never going to use it yeah you know it's like no we should just no no people People don't want to throw things away and people don't, you know, so I just Where are you at, fans? Are, those of you listening, are you a keeper or a, or a cleaner? 
Like I, 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 you and my wife both hail from families that have moved a lot True. <laughs> and people that have moved a lot know that there is a day that is worse than the day that you get rid of something. And it's the day that you have to move something you're never going to use again. Yep. <laughs> and Dark the other times. Thing is- People don't realize like, too. Tell like tell fun and games, so you're moving a box of old church magazines. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I mean, but and the, and, but there's weird things that it's hard to throw away. Like how do you throw a Bible away? It's kind of hard. It's weird, right? Because it's yeah. religious. You know, it means something. It might have belonged to someone you loved, right? No, it's just like these paperback ones that are all over <laughs> the churches and stuff like that, and they are there and they're destroyed, and nobody knows what to do with yeah. them. Yeah. So you just have to have the courage to throw it away. Yeah. Or burn it, which seems weird. Yeah, which seems weird. It's not like an American flag. You don't let it touch the ground. You don't want to burn a bunch of Bibles in your By the way, parking lot. I wish they, they should stop teaching. I guess we're not doing scouts anymore, so we have to worry about it. They should really stop teaching that thing about how if an American flag touches the ground, that you have to burn it. Because have you ever burned an American flag yes. that accidentally touched the ground? Yes. I guarantee every flag you've ever touched in scouts has touched the ground at least a thousand times on accident. And and every time it has a scoutmaster, it's like, whoa, 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 it's not supposed to touch the ground. They're like, do you want me to burn it? You're like, no, just dust it off. <laughs> at least a thousand times. I think you're right. But the we put up is flags yes, as a fundraiser. And every single time we put up flags, Every single time someone drops a flag, right? Pick it up. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, it'd be flags all. It'd be burning flags all over town and on especially flag day. Especially the ones you're doing for the fundraisers are made out of nylon. They're so made out of burning. It's going to destroy the environment or something. <laughs> it totally would, dude. Uh, That's funny. All right. Well, we've covered the uh, fall is in the air. It's going to be a great. It's going to be a great fall. The uh, society's going to turn around. I, I feel the turning point. I feel all the craziness is starting to ease. And sanity is starting to preside. What? That's I, I, I've got a good feeling about it. That's because you're working so much. You're, you can't put your head above water. That's exactly right. <laughs> That's exactly right. I don't. I, I mean, feel it's, like it's the for me. It's the first night last night that I haven't worked in the last two weeks, and so I'm feeling like rested and happy. <laughs> I feel like the whole world's about to end. No, dude, it's gonna be a great world. It's just crazy stuff. Like think about the new world that comes after the world ending. It's gonna be amazing. Friends, this has been the Waystation Podcast. I'm your host, Randy, and I'm William. Have a great day.